Uh, so you're in New York, or uh, where are you at? Yeah, up upstate New York. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm like right in the, if you put the state in a square, <clears throat> like a perfect square, yeah. I'd be like right in the center. Okay, cool. Yeah, the like the Seattle area, like um, one of the only reasons we stopped, because we used to talk politics at like tea meetings and stuff like that and things. It's just like, it's, the Seattle area is so polarized that if, like even like micro polarized, that if you're not like 100% like, in agreement with that person they'll just hate you for the rest of your life and then you'll be like you know doxxed and swatted and who knows what and things and so it's just like so much easier just to uh just we have just, we have some of those upstate yeah. too yeah so we just throw throw everything out you know it's just like even even if i don't know so it's just easier just not even do any politics either people either it becomes an echo chamber or you just hate people so it's like yeah it's well it's i mean we'll just we'll just we'll just uh start the the podcast has already started well i'll figure a good place just to start it oh okay okay but, but so yeah so wait what did you just say i had something to build off that damn it oh i, I don't remember <laughs> just just how we decided you know made a rule of just like no politics at tea tables oh, and stuff like yeah. that it just ended like, up working out better that way i'm i'm just ultra neutral i grew up with a father that was like super tied to like republican politics yeah. so i'm very aware of all the back doors and stuff and um i just don't care for it like i think it's important to like listen to like you know what i mean keep informed about but like people always want to come and have like an aggressive conversation with me about politics yeah. and <clears throat> even if it's someone i like like I i'm cool with like listening like listening to what you have to say and listening to your thoughts but like when like you said when when the person's like it's not enough that they're just like venting to you but they also need you to agree with them on what they're saying and it's like or they're trying to convert whoa, whoa, whoa. you or some right and it's like whoa whoa, whoa. it's like no offense but i'm just sort of being a listening i'm being a listening ear right now i'm just trying to just be a good person yeah um so I get, I often, it's so, I mean, and in the past two years, especially just so many, just like things trying to pull you into like political, pull, either put you in a box or make you choose a side, or yeah. uh, if you're on this side, you have to demonize the other person. And it was just like, it becomes very sports teamish. Right. And it's, it's just another thing I'm not into just because of that mentality. Like, and I don't hate sports. I understand why people like them i do but like it's just not for me actually uh the whole all the the, the covid stuff especially like 2019 2020 like really actually showed me like why sports is important because people have aggression and they need a place yeah. to put it out there and sports is actually a fairly neutral place to throw that aggression and if that's gone people just don't know what to do. And that was like, that was the first time I was like, okay, I actually understand. Like, I actually understand a, a role of sports. Um. It has its, it has its role in like people, it can be like a really solid pastime for, for people. Um, yeah, they, so our, our town, we have the main university. And so like, you know, pretty much the only thing to do around here is go to a bar or go to a game, yeah. you know, of one of the teams that's local. And uh, they just announced 
that they're not going to allow any concessions because of like COVID and all that. So everybody's turning it, forfeiting their tickets. Yeah. Everybody's <laughs> just like, like, and I, and you feel bad because you're like, you get what the arena is doing. They're just, their insurance companies probably telling them yeah. this is what they have to do. Yeah. But for the, for the goer, I mean, you just took away like, like literally half the enjoyment. Yeah. So I, I truly do. <laughs> it, it's, it is funny that you pointed that out that even something is like, uh, that we're not into or not. We don't, I don't necessarily like, I'm not, I don't follow any sports, but I definitely see the importance of it. And I think we s did see a bit of what happens when you remove all that stuff and just keep people pent up is, you know, yeah, they get angry. Yeah. I was, like I said, that was the one of the first times so it was like, cause I, I mean, I, 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 I've always enjoyed playing sports. Like I enjoyed playing sports as a kid. I was in, you know, like soccer Same. and basketball and baseball. I really, I really enjoyed it. But then when it became like this, like, like divisive thing, like for whatever reason, when I was a kid, I, I just really liked the Pittsburgh Steelers. I, I don't know why. I just, I just, <laughs> I just always did. I liked the logo ever since I was just like a little tiny kid. And so I just really liked the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I would get Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, like sports things. And, you know, like everybody had to wear some sports thing. And I remember being in like, <clears throat> I was like eight years old walking through, uh, uh, we we're at the train station in downtown Atlanta. And like this big dude walks right up to me and he just looks down at me. He's just like, the Steelers are no good. And I'm just like, <laughs> dude like i just, just i don't know it was just i don't know i just kind of stopped like wearing things that i liked from that perspective because it was just i just didn't want to because i actually honestly didn't even like really even care to watch the steelers i just i just liked the logo and stuff but then i had to be in that camp and then i wasn't you know a falcons fan because we were in atlanta and then they'd be mad and it's just like man this isn't even worth it so my my family was also huge into sports. Like my brother was a big bat. He was one of the big star basketball players nice. in our high school. So like, so like, so you get it, yeah. So yeah, it like, and it's and again, it it. I loved playing it. Yeah. I loved playing sports, but sitting and watching somebody else do it, yeah. It's not. I don't know. I I just that that's not where I get like it, if if I want to get excited over this sport, like yeah. I guess I'll go do it then. But uh, so we should uh, we're we tried to find a similar tea that that we had to right. to brew, um, and we're, we picked uh, just you know Yunnan beautiful Yunnan reds. Yep, mine's a loose, yours is caked. I don't know. I, I this is by one of my producers, so I know it's produced well. Yep. but um, I know nothing. I don't know the. I know nothing. Well, I don't the, know the cultivar. I don't know the. The truth. I like to drink it. The truth. Truth is in the cup. So you'll you'll know in a minute. I used to I used to ask a million questions so I'd study mm -hmm. up on a tea yeah. before I would sample it from like a new producer or something like that and it I'd have so many more questions I'd be doubting myself so much more yeah so I just like I'll know the name and then that's it and I'll just drink it for what you know look at the leaves brew them how I think they should be brewed and if I'm really interested in it or if like I really don't like it and I want to figure out why I don't really yeah. like it then I'll ask more questions, but we I ran, found that was we ran into a lot of similar stuff like the first year we were starting the tea business because I don't know, maybe it's just like a Western thing you have to categorize everything you know I mean everything has to be like in a box and so I mean that's one of the things that makes you know like tea like uh, particularly fascinating for me especially especially Pu'er is because like there's so many boxes you know and it's 
you got the order of magnitude by 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 the years and the aging and the storage and stuff. It adds to the complexity. And so what we found is like uh, like a lot of people like we'd we'd get to China and I just have like a thousand questions and people just if they would just kind of get upset at the questions problem maybe because they also maybe you know combination of they didn't know and also because it didn't it didn't it didn't really matter but then we've started finding that like a lot of the, the preconceived notions that we had that a lot of people in the west had were were false but if i started like bringing those out then people would be like calling me out and they're like crimson lotus tea doesn't know what they're talking about i've had a tea from bulong and their bulong doesn't taste like bulong and so just um it, it once you're actually there, I mean, you could, you can, I mean, you could go to like a tea mountain that has like one specific like profile and you could find 10 different teas there that don't even taste anything like that. And they're actually right there. And so um, we started focusing a little bit more on, on, on blends. I wanted to create experiences and um, not like, like this tea here. I mean, we haven't announced like where the, the leaves are from. It's a blend of different, different areas in Yunnan yeah, that we put yeah. together that we liked. And um, I, I think if like if if we find a tea that's like singularly unique, we'll like sell it like with like the origin material, origin information. But otherwise, we just kind of create blends and just let people try to experience it. It's funny when you when you first hear that is like getting into like fine tea and like learning all the rules. At first, you you get kind of thrown off by that. But it's like like you're saying you put things into boxes and it's natural to do. And in tea, there are there's so many boxes that you can put things in that yeah. things can go in different boxes. Exciting. Yeah, it is. Where do you, where do you sit with, uh, the, the terminology for like Gushu? Oh, like that's just such a, it's just, I'm not like looking to get heated. I, I don't care. <laughs> I'm we very can get, neutral. We can, we can get, like I said, we can get as heated about tea stuff as, as you want. As long oh. as we just stay away from, from politics, yeah. we can, we can jump into tea politics if you want. I just, I just, I get it. I get the complaint about like uh about it being a very prestigious name so it really should only be applicable to teas that fit that mold and there's a lot of people out there that you know sell their tea and use the word as a as a selling point to sell tea that isn't really what it is yeah i I can't i can't you know speak to how other companies choose to choose to do things um yeah the term the term in china is used it's used all the time um eventually you'll find that you know if, if you're spending a lot of time in china and you work with producers and stuff you end up you know, finding yourself, I mean, I, I, maybe, maybe other people don't, but I, we've ended up finding ourselves, um, you know, like more wanting to associate with the people that were, that were honest. And so, and we could, we could tell that yeah. by, by talking to them and going and visiting their farms and stuff and seeing us is like, yeah, okay. Well, you know, like that tree may not be like 10,000 years old, but like that tree is like definitely like really old. It's a really old tree. And so we would know that like, we were, I know that I know what tree that I'm actually like buying that, that material from, um, you know, yeah, there, 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 there's something, there's, there's something about it. Like there is something about like legit old tree stuff. That's just really, really amazing. But then we've also oh, it, had old tree stuff that was just like, but I, I, but I knew it was old trees. Cause I, I mean, I actually like, I, I saw it picked and processed. I knew what trees it came from. And it's like, yeah, I, I love it. I mean, I've, I've definitely tasted it and there is a, <laughs> a feel difference that it's just this extra magnificence that, that sometimes these really old actual like Gushu dated uh, tea trees, you know, leaves. I'm sorry. I was going with that. 
Yeah, I'd say processing is actually also probably as important as like the age because I have had teas that were processed so badly that it absolutely just destroyed it. And the sad thing was like you could you could taste what the tea could have been in the poor production and you're just looking at the dude like man you just you just killed the golden goose like no i am not going to buy this tea and i don't know who would want to buy this tea and every single chinese person that was with us like they were actually much less polite with them they're like how dare you like like you know like this material that you have like it's you know it's it's national treasure it's like if you don't know how to process it find somebody who does and they were just laying into this guy i was just like geez man it's like i was just like eh, i don't think i like it but <laughs> it's like I, I respect the passion though you know like yeah it's there's and it, it depends on what you're looking for like you're talking about with blends like if you are a person that you when you drink pu'er you you're a big part of it is you want to know exactly what farm what picking you know what cultivar from what area like you want to know every single detail and that that's part of the essence that makes that important for you yeah makes it special um but if you're not that person then it's like I wouldn't get overheated about it. Yeah, like I said, we try to we try to uh, have a little bit for both. You know, we have we have some really interesting teas that I think are exemplary of the region that they came from, and we'll sell those as that region. And I'll just dump you know like all the information on there. But for other stuff where we try to, uh, you know, maybe we get a tea. You know, like maybe it's an old tree material. Um, but it's just not a hundred percent in all the categories. And I don't really think it would be like worth me, like telling people like, Hey, you know, go ahead and you know, like pay $5 a gram for this. And then they get it. And it does, it just, it, it doesn't taste like it's worth $5 a gram. I mean, that's just a, a dramatic example. But if I could take that material and I thought it had interesting qualities and I could work it into a blend with other materials that might, and sometimes you can create something that's, uh, greater than the sum of the parts if it if it if it works out if it works out well and if in that case like we don't even, i wouldn't even i wouldn't even claim that tea is is gushu i would just sell it as the sell it as the the blend so i was scared i i was i was so scared to bring a a, a pu'er to our store yeah like the the recent mang fei just because i just i like you i i'm like you is right i, I just want to present it for what it is yeah like what i know it is and no matter what age the producer says it is or, you know, how much that might make the tea more appealing, it's just at the end of the day, it's just did I drink the tea and did I really like it? And do I know the producer well enough to know, like you said, that maybe they don't know to the exact year of how old the tree is. But when they tell you it's about this old, yeah, they're probably not too far off the funny thing is it, it it changes some of the tea farmers and tea villages that we've gone to like we'll go there from like one year to the next and like the age of the trees has changed by like 50 or 100 years and then they're, they're like, like they're like they're like well wait a minute we were here last year and it was just like <laughs> 175 years old but now it's 275 years old and then they'll be like oh well a scientist came and you know like did some tests and so now mm -hmm. now it's just the funny thing is like i've talked to the scientists and stuff there and they don't, they don't really know what they're doing. Like there's no, there's no, there's yeah. no, there's no good non-destructive method for determining the age of the trees. Now, like the, the best that you can do is like, 
you know, you can have your farmer like talk to his grandmother who's still there in the village. And, and she's just like, well, I remember when my grandfather like planted that tree. And then you, you can kind of like do some simple math and count back. So like, okay, well, the tree is actually, I mean, could be like at least around like 150 to 200, depending on how, how old they are. Some of those old people in those villages, like, I don't know, they could be, they could be a hundred years old and they wouldn't look any different than 50 sometimes. Like it's <laughs> unbelievable. The old ways in China were tough on people out there. I think on some people it was it is that it was tough and for some people it's certain aspects of the lifestyle yeah. are just really healthy for a body in terms of how it ages. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, taking, you know, drinking tea nonstop, you know, being away from all of the major, you know, carcinogenic things that are in every single shopping center here, you know, like high fructose corn syrups and all sorts of stuff like that. If you have an entire life without that, um, I mean, there was this one, one woman that we saw, I mean, she must've, she had to be in her nineties. I don't know. I mean, she's just, she was just sitting there At like least. just smoking tobacco doesn't, doesn't care. And, but it's not like the tobacco that we have here, you know, I mean, they grew it, you know, it's like, it's, um, it's, it's I always, processed stuff, yeah. for so long, I'd <clears throat> see that. And I'd see like that, you know, they're obvious, they're more healthy, ask people but then i'm i'm looking at these videos of production and they're just like just nonstop hit, smoking cigarettes like fucking wild and i'm sitting there going well that sounds that's kind of silly yeah like you're you're doing good by drinking tea but now you're smoking all these cigarettes it's nonstop. and then but then i like you learn that like no it's ours are so bad because of how we yeah. grow them how we've been growing them like we do that to it yeah i mean there's i mean it's also i mean it's not it's not a good thing to be inhaling smoke in general, but I mean, you can do it healthier, yeah. healthier than others. And yeah, a lot of those, a lot of, a lot of the tea farmers that we work with will probably, probably outlive me. They probably live healthier than, than I live. So it's just, um, but you know, you never know. Cause sometimes like the pollution and stuff kind of like starting to come into Yunnan and things and I don't know, different stuff can, can happen, but um, yeah, no, in, in general, they um, it's pretty, pretty healthy lifestyle, I think. How uh, how close are you to to getting back over there? Oh, it's. I think. I mean, I could actually. I could actually do it. I mean, I've got the right visas and stuff right now. I could actually. Mm -hmm. I could actually make it. I could make it happen. Um, but um, the amount of time I'd have to uh, quarantine going in, and um, mm -hmm. it wouldn't be mm -hmm. just quarantine going into China. I'd have to quarantine at each destination, and so there's no direct flights into Kunming. So realistically i'd probably have to do a one to two week quarantine in beijing and then to do the same quarantine once i got to once i got to kunming you know and like looking at like you know like three to four weeks or something like that of being stuck in like I, I i hate chinese hotel rooms like i can't stand them and being stuck in a cheap chinese hotel room for for four weeks I, i'd go i'd go mad one after another after another like i'd, go, I'd, that I'd just... go mad and i wouldn't be able to do it with the family at this point in time we've uh had a lot of difficulties um, uh, obtaining um, uh, visas for the kids. And so um, I'd either like, I'd, I'd either have to go by myself or Lama would have to go by herself. And then I'd have to sit here. It's just like, it would be uh, logistically really, really tricky. I think my Chinese is probably good enough right now that I could probably do okay, especially if I was tossed into the environment. But um, I rely on, I rely on Lama heavily. I mean, she, she and I are, you know, two sides of the same crimson lotus coin you know we um um we work work together uh work together really well and so she handles a lot of the uh um a lot of everything when we're in, when we're in china so. one thing i i know i was super thankful for and 
at least this is the way that I see it. I'm curious if you do too. I think that being a U.S.-based tea business yeah. <clears throat> throughout Corona, I think we had it the best out of any other country. Like in terms Maybe. of how we can how we can operate, how like uh, shipping, uh, you know, shipping rates not rates rates went up, but how long it took. You know, like people could just order something and have it be there in just a few days. Well, the problem is, the problem is the majority of our inventory is in China. So we have a fulfillment center in Kunming where we keep the majority of our tea, and so um, the majority of our product. Um, has always shipped direct oh, uh, e-packet e right. e from Kunming. And so, so once we like, so Lamo's, Lamo's father's a, a medical doctor in China. And so we kind of had like an early glimpse that like things were going to get a little strange. And then the, um, the actual first, first COVID case in the U S was a hospital just down the street from us. And so like very early on, I was just like, you know, this, this isn't, this, this isn't going away and this is going to be um, it's not, it's not going to be good. Um, so I was just like, we need to ship as much tea to ourselves as we possibly can, because just in case things happen, we were already starting to see like interesting little delays and hiccups and stuff on the, on the China side. And we knew things were, knew things were getting bad. And so um, thankfully we actually did. We sent ourselves a lot of tea um, and right on the end of those shipments is where we actually started losing some of those shipments. And so that's when we stopped because, you know, like I can't lose a hundred kilos of tea. You know, like if I, if I lose like one customer's package, that's fine. I'll just ship the customer another one or do a refund. But if I lose a hundred kilos of tea in a delivery, it's just like, that's, that's a, that's a, it hurts. So my, one of my, I would say my, probably my top Taiwanese producer. Um, I was asking them recently just, you know, Hey, how you doing? How's everything going? Okay. And they're like, yeah, but we're, we're, we're scrambling, trying to play catch up. And I go, Oh, what, what happened? I was like, did I miss something? And they're like, well, we, you know, we didn't talk about it, but we had two shipments to two of our largest customers yeah. uh, get lost, just lost, uh, you know, insurance lo luckily has some uh, uh, little note that set that's reasoned it's not covered. Of course, they always do. So, so they lost like you, like they lost the product and then they had to then send double like the product back out to the customer yeah. at their own uh yeah. and for if it's two of your biggest clients it hurts they said that they're like they're they're okay they've been in a business in long enough where they have stable legs but like a hammer to their knees just two orders yeah yeah, I mean that was so. So one of the most uh, successful teas that we've had in recent memory is a uh, uh, dark depth, a uh, Chopur, which is just, I mean everything on it was just was just amazing. And so, um, yeah, we lost we lost 70, 70 kilos of that tea, and that was like so. That's I mean, there's our cost in there, and there's our time in there, and you know like the marketing and all that stuff. And then that was that was about about half of actually what, all that we had of that tea. I and mean, we don't do like large production things. And so, you know, for a hundred, 150 kilo, like production, uh, of, of a single tea is, is, is kind of, kind of a big, big deal for us and to lose, to lose half of that. And then, you know, but, um, for the teas that we were able to get in the U S uh, it, it, it actually really did. It actually really did help to be able to I I, inventory. Yep. I completely forgot that you had the, like you, most of your product is stored at source in, 
well when it works it works really well you know i mean we, we spent time to you know like we've got yeah. a, uh, um we spent time building a you know fulfillment center there and we spent time you know like you know like training the people that you know work for us there and you know we've got a, all of our tea is stored there and you know i mean real estate is is is, is cheaper in kunming so we don't pay a whole lot for you know like all the space it takes to just sit tea on shelves you know that's something that other people don't you know don't think about if you're if you've got you know like a 10 or 20 year old tea i mean you're you're paying real estate on that as well. I mean, there's a reason why they're expensive because somebody had to like pay for the physical space to like to to stick it and um you know stuff like that stuff like that adds up. So if we were to be aging and storing stuff in in Seattle, the amount of space I would need here, you know, like that would just add to the cost of the tea. So when it when it works, it works. And EPAC it was working great for a long time, one to two weeks for deliveries to North America. How can you beat that? It, pretty phenomenal. Like five bucks, <laughs> five ten bucks shipping. It's ridiculous. Um, yeah, uh, it's, it, it, I forget <clears throat> everybody had a slightly kind of different setup yep. and you're, you're from obviously Seattle, as you've mentioned, yep. which is a, a pretty notorious coffee area Coffee's as is, as is New York. Yeah. Um, but I wondered, and I think you did find the same is that when I started just sort of posting up and saying on Facebook, I'll be at this shop, I'm going to be pouring tea for a few hours come by if you want to sip on some and learn. Um, it was slow, but the people like came out from the shadows. Sure. Like once they, once they saw that there was actually a, a possibility of there being some good tea yeah. being brewed, people, people are very into it, whether they're coffee people or you know, once, once, um, you know, if you're like a, a like a high-end wine connoisseur or high-end coffee connoisseur, tea just makes sense you 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 just you just get it right away like it, yeah. it 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 totally it you know if you once once you know it can be simply explained and you can you know like brew like something of quality in a cup for a person uh it, it just it just changes everything the tea the tea really the tea really um sells itself we have no problem selling tea to, to coffee people i used to be a big coffee person one of the funny things is um I mean, coffee coffee is like so synonymous with like seattle like it's it's like it's like deep in like the identity of of, oh, yeah. of, of seattle and so we um uh, early on we wanted to um uh, also like uh, uh there's there's a lot of really amazing farmers markets in the northwest and so we wanted to like you know like set up a booth at like a farmers market you know like i've got friends that do things like that you know like sell soaps and things and little farmers yeah. markets and stuff and makers markets and things and um yeah, immediately people were like, that's awesome. Yeah, we'd love it. We'd love to have we'd love to have some tea there. And they're like, and then they're like, so where's your tea from? So it's like, well, you know, like we sourced it ourselves in China. And they're like, oh yeah, you know, like we only do we only do local. And I'm like, okay, I get it. So why do you have coffee here? And they're like, well, it's made here. I'm yeah. like, there's no coffee grown here. Like that coffee was bought in Central America or in, in Africa or in yeah. South America. And it was, it was burnt here. That's it. Somebody burnt it here. That, that's all they did. And they heated it up and activated up. the oils. That's, that's it. all they, that's, that's yeah. all they did. And then they're like, well, and I'm like, it's just, it's just the funniest thing. It's just like, it, I don't know. It's um, just to, 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 to take a product that somebody made in like a third world country and like bring it into your city and then be like, this is from Seattle. I'm like, well, it's <laughs> lead me back in uh we're, you're talking newspaper article oh and so a lot of people um are like oh well we want to get our tea from you because we want to buy local and it's like i appreciate that and you 
you are kind of supporting local because technically like I am the local person that's like doing the, but I feel so weird accepting that. Like yeah. I have to like almost say something is just sort of like a, well, you know, but you know, it's, it's not from here. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's, 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 it's just a little funny that we, that we ran, that we ran into that. And then like, none of them liked my explanation and like, there's no way that they were going to stop letting local coffee people, you know, put, put up their, put up their stuff there. And that's, that's, that, that's fine. So we just kind of had to, to move on to a different, uh, a different, um, different way of like marketing local and stuff. I mean, I certainly, I certainly try to, you know, like I like to work with, you know, like Northwest artists and stuff on our, on our cakes and things. I like to try to add, you know, like local, um, uh, somewhat of a local experience, but yeah, at the same time, I mean, this is, this is something that's, you know, it's a, it's, it's a product of, of Yunnan and we don't, you know, deny that. I, I love that, but. I always feel it's kind of, it, I, that's one, that's one of the few things I really see as sacrilegious when I see a tea shop that has <laughs> literally paid no homage like nothing and they've almost sometimes they'll try to like reinvent the tea as something special something unique of their own and that is one of the really 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 one of the only things that really like i just see it and i'm just like i can't see anymore yeah yeah it's it's funny you do you do you do see that as well it's i mean there's there's um there's a thousand different ways to market any individual product i mean you see something similar with uh with you know alcohol in the u.s i mean yeah, it's, it's it's realistically, if 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 you're buying vodka, it's it's chemically nearly very close to being the actual same. In fact, it actually may even come from one of two or three producers in the U.S. But you look at like the millions of ways it's marketed, like downline. Once it gets bought by a handful of different companies, and it's 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 all the same thing. But like this guy, this one's in a skull bottle, and this one's in you know like a a crystal bottle, and you know like is it. There's a lot, of, lot, lot, lot of room, lot of room for creativity. I think it's heartbreakingly hard explaining that to people about tea. Yeah, like it, because it, it, it's so. I, it makes you just look so presumptuous right off the bat. It's yeah. just like, well, let me tell you, everything you've heard from all these people is wrong. And that's, it's, is I mean, that's not how I come off, but it, but I, essentially, like. I'm they're asking me oh but it, aren't you supposed to do this with tea and it's like well you know not you know this would be the 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 preferred way and they're like yeah that's not what I read in the magazine though it's funny because it's um we we kind of run like a really fine line between in, in that in that in that same area um I I want to be as honest as I can about the, the, the source and, you know, like the conditions it was grown in and everything about it, but you can only be so honest until people get a little bit upset. And the thing that we figured out is, um, uh, and this, this, this is a good thing, but, but tea, tea for many people is, uh, is a safe space. Like this is their, this is their, this is their time to throw the rest of the world out and like sit down and just, have an amazing experience and if you introduce something into that that causes them any amount of stress um they'll respond with with really strong hostility including like even being honest about like the growing conditions and if it isn't what they believed the growing conditions were um 
they'll just com- either completely shut it out and ignore you or, or, or attack you. And um, because the, the, you know, like the safe space is a really, is a really, is a really uh, power, powerful thing for them. And so, so we have to, we have to be really careful sometimes about um, not, you know, like every single tea garden that I've ever been to in Yunnan has garbage on the ground. Like, it- it, it, yep. it that's just it and and if if i focus on that then people are like wow like that's where you guys get your tea like well i'm going to get my tea from this other place over here because their pictures look better so it's like this is like, <laughs> you really have to be careful about how you like frame and, and discuss things it's um it it seems it seems dishonest sometimes but it's i don't know it's just like you um it's 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 tricky people don't really like to see everything and well, and it's a real art that we have to do is when we're talking with someone that approaches us is that we have to gauge where they're at and then where we want to go with that conversation with that person. Yeah. And for, you know, you're different people, you get kind of a different answer because of, you know, where the conversation could be headed. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You kind of have to, you kind of have to work that, work that out and figure it out. And, um, and then the other thing is, is like, I mean, like the ideas of, a. uh, uh, uh tradition like what's what's the traditional way of, of doing it like like what's the proper way I, it's it's a uh I, you got you got to give the brits like credit for using the term proper to describe tea because like that's that's marketing genius well like proper tea is just british tea but there's there's a million proper ways but they're not proper it's just like it's, it's kind of funny how that works um you know like even like you know like gong fu style is a relatively new ish thing the last handful of decades you know and um uh, nobody like only at the tea markets in Kunming when we were first there those are the only people we saw brewing tea gong fu style we would go out to like the farmers and yep. like they didn't they didn't have tea tables they didn't have teapots they didn't have like gaiwans like if i wanted to like um if i wanted to to, to drink tea like they would just i mean they'd start a fire and start boiling some water because they only have electricity for like three hours at night and then <laughs> they'd just give me like a giant mug and shove a bunch of leaves in there and they're like there taste the tea and fill it up and so like yeah first thing like i had to remember like i had to bring i had to bring all my own tea utensils so i could create like a like a like a standard you know like tasting in environment um but now like every single tea farmer has to you know giant table and you know, like all the teaware and stuff and so it's a it's a relatively new thing and um um uh yeah so people ask me like what's the right way to brew it and the real answer is like if it if it makes you happy you know like <laughs> if you like it then you're doing it right um I don't really stress yeah, I, about it, but I always have to backpedal a little bit. Like people ask, how do I brew this tea? And I'll say, well, this is how I brew this tea. Yes. But then you throw in the asterisk where you're like, but that's again, that's, this is how I prefer it. If you brew it and you think, mm, you know what? I feel that feels a little light. All right. Then yeah. kick up the temperature, kick up, add some time to it, adjust it to how you want it. Like the things I say, I'm just trying to help inspire you to to find the answers yourself. When I'm talking about one of my teas, I'm not trying to put those descriptive words in your head, in your mouth. I'm just trying to give you an idea of the tea so that then when you sit down and have it, you know, yeah. it gives you some sort of buying reference. But no, I like, I, 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 I really enjoy the amount of um control that brewing gong fu um uh, allows and that's one thing like i i i I approached coffee very ritualistically i mean like i like i i I was even weighing i would weigh out the water right i'd weigh out the water i'd weigh out the beans i'd have the temperature just right and you know like once once you had like that baseline 
you know, like then you could, then you could expand from that in one way, one, one way or the other. And in Gong Fu is, Gong Fu is the same way. So I give, you know, I give our customers like, well, this is how, this is how I brew it. There's a thousand different ways to brew it, but this is the way, this is the way that I brew it. And this is, this is when I put my tasting notes out, when I'm talking about the experiences that I have, you know, like this is the temperatures that I'm using. This is the steep time. This is the leaf to water, uh, water ratio. And so, you know, like we recommend like starting with that, but like, yeah, if you want to like grab a mug and toss in, you know, like half a gram of leaf, you know, like you're going to have a really nice experience. I, I like brewing grandpa style. I still do. Especially like, like said, for like the purpose of a business, I've always felt that it's just, you have to have some sort of standard for some sort of judging point just to know where you are yep. in things. Yeah. Yeah. You have to have a, a, a baseline. I mean, so I, I studied fine art in, in fine arts in, in college and there's oh. a, a similar, um, um, you know, like all the, all the old masters that we, that we knew from like the Renaissance and stuff like that. They didn't just like wake up painting that way. Like they spent years copying all the old masters because they, they had to learn, they had to learn the basics. I mean, you had, you had to learn how to put oil on canvas. You had to learn like the methods so that you could then expand from that and in, 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 in grow, grow in your own direction. I, I kind of see Gong Fu as the same way. Like you, like you work to set down like a core set of like repeatable routines and then, and then uh, um, you can get, add your own creativity. Like this is, I've started brewing this way because, you know, I heard it was the great way to brew these leaves. And I was a person who, I am a person who has a lot of anxiety. So like, I, I found the mindfulness aspect of it to just be super comforting. Absolutely. Um, and then that just became the staple for the experience for me. Like I just, I, this for me is when I mention tea, this is what I mean. Yeah. I'll have other forms of tea. Yeah. But like when I talk about, oh, you know, I really want to have some tea right now. This is most likely the way that I'm uh, wanting it to be prepared. I'll do grandpa style. I, yeah. I, you know, I'll bowl brew sometimes, but like most times I drink this way, not, it's just, I like it. Like, yes, it's yeah. very strict in some manner, but that's what I like about it. Like I like the step one, step two, step three, step four. Yeah. It's it. a, you know, there's, there's not a lot of things. This is, this is something that I realized when I was, when I was getting into coffee. Um, there's not a lot of things that we do ritualistically in the West, like, like actual, like, like, like rituals. Um, you know, it's all about just getting things as, as fast as you possibly can. It's the whole concept mm -hmm. behind like, you know, like espresso. It's just like, you know, like I need my caffeine, I need it now. And then just like, give it to me as fast as fast as possible. Um, and so I really resonated deeply with finding a ritual around coffee. You know, it would take me 20 minutes to make a cup of coffee in the morning. It would be an amazing cup of coffee. But like my friends would hate it. They'd come over and be like, hey, you want a cup of coffee? And they're like, dude, not if I have to wait like half an hour. I'm like, oh. <laughs> um, and so like once I saw that, like that was capable inside of tea, because like I, I only thought tea like tea bags and stuff like that was just like I just I immediately like knew that that was what I'd always been been looking for. And so it was um, it's really awesome to, to see that. And I think there's a big a big I think there's just a big empty space in a lot of people in the West for ritual um and i think that that it can it can it can feel that and coming out of what what everybody's been through the past two years like yeah. this is such and that's i've seen a pretty decent uptick in just newer people that have been getting into this this specifically this kind of tea and these yeah. rituals because they are feeling more anxious they are feeling a little more depressed they're feeling a little more alone 
and they want to feel that connectiveness. So they heard from a friend or saw online that these people, there's this tea community online and all you have to do is just follow a couple people and say hi and they'll answer you right back. The tea community online is amazing. I mean, they, they, they really are. They're, they're, they're warm and accepting. And I mean, I've, I've worked in online or I've participated and worked in online communities since probably since like the, the early nineties, to be honest, like I, I spent a lot of time in early, like, you know, like bulletin board systems and things like yep. that. So I've got a long, a long history of that. And they are, they are toxic and nasty. And I don't, I don't, I just sometimes you get that in the, in the, in the tea world, but it's really easy to, to, to ignore that. But like the tea world is so the online tea world is so accepting and, and they're so warm and they're so kind and they'll, they'll share tea and they'll talk about teas and where they got teas and prices and discounts and things like that. And, um, I, I find that, um, I find that really amazing. Yeah. People gifting people, uh, samples, like they'll just put yeah. together a box of a, yeah. a bunch of their favorite teas, just you know, unexpectedly. I yeah. can't tell you how many boxes of tea I receive that aren't prompted. Us too. Yeah. I get, I get a lot, I get a lot of tea and I don't really have time to, to drink it all. So I'm very, I'm very happy that I, I get it, but I just, sometimes I just, I really don't. Um, um, it, yeah, no, it's, um, lost, lost what I was going to, lost what I was going to say, but yeah, just something about the, um, um, yeah, the online, the online tea, tea world is, um, is pretty, it's, 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 I've pretty, been a it's part pretty great. I've been a part of other, in, like I've worked in lots of different industries. I used like, to work in esports. <laughs> yeah, I was a, I was a, a f trade photographer, videographer. I sure. mean, I, I worked in the restaurant industry all over the place. Um, and they each have their ups and downs and their good yeah. parts and bad parts. I have never, I've never seen such genuine just enthusiasm towards something positive in almost my entire life. And that's, well, that's why I devote so much of myself to it. You do, you do start, I'm, I'm starting to see more, uh, um, uh, occasionally like some, some tea trolls, some like tea trolling and stuff. Yep. But the funny thing is like, you look at like the level of intelligence required to troll at the level that they're doing. And like, you know, these people are super T fans. Like they have to be, because there's no way that they'd be able to, to troll at that level unless they really knew their T. And so like, I don't, well, I don't want to immediately dismiss it because like people, they're just, I, sometimes they're just, they're just trying to have fun in their own, in their own way. And they're, they're, you know, they're clearly I, passionate T people. I'll entertain it to <clears throat> yeah. a, a pretty good degree, but once, yeah. once I know that it's gone beyond just like, once it gets malicious. Yeah. Right. Or once it's like, you're purposely trying to annoy me, obviously, yeah. then I'll, I'll use the, the, the big boy voice and just be like, I'll DM and just be like, Hey dude, listen, Yeah. like, like I'm not, there's, I'm not going to curse you out. There's no reason to, I just, I won't have that. I there it's in the past three or four years. It's happened a few times where I've had to contact people after a live session and just be like, I just, this is not the place for that. Same for us. Like, yeah, it's, you know, it, it's, I'm not even saying that you can't have these ideas and, and you're not allowed to share them with people, but in my tea time, yeah, like that's my account. Like, yeah, I, I have a certain code that I, I do expect everybody yeah. to go by. And it, it's a very simple code, 
it's just be respectful. Yeah. Um, and we can, you can laugh and you can joke a little bit. And, and sometimes you do sort of mock someone a little bit, but as long as it really follows with the love of like the, I, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, I thought that too. When I first got into Oolong, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like just that explanation of just letting them know. And that's, but that's again, another sign of just how incredible the specific tea community is, is that even with these trolls that they, it would be <clears throat> unbelievably weird if T just didn't have any troll. Like yeah. they're just, it was, it, it, then there'd be something bigger wrong right. at hand. I, it's it, 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 but from what I've seen and I have seen, you know, over the years, I've seen some, but to what it could be and what it is in other industries and other, uh, uh, areas of even just Instagram, it's night and day. The other thing that I, that I find interesting about it is, um, um, I've, I've seen, I've seen some troll type activity specifically geared towards wanting to bring attention to something negative in the tea industry that they don't feel that they could do in a straightforward manner with like their own name tied to it. So they'll, 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 they'll create like an alt account. They'll create like some like joking yeah. troll thing, just, just to kind of like bring a little light into this area and make people be like, Hey, wait a minute. Like, is that really going on there or something like that? Doing it in a joking manner, but in the same way, like trying to, um, um, I think that's actually kind of an, an interesting use of it, but, um, no, the tea communities are great, and one of the one of the really nice things as a uh, as as a vendor is, uh, especially with a platform like Instagram, getting to see every single day how many people are enjoying the things that we've made, you know, and the stuff that yeah. you know, like because Lamo and I spend like a lot of time, like you know, like working on the blends and getting you know like the the name right and getting like the the wrapper right, and you know, like you know, there's there's a lot of work that goes into like each production that we make, and to see somebody like getting it. And in and, and enjoying it, enjoying it so much that they want to like, you know, like take pictures of it and you know, like talk about it. And you're know, like, it's, it takes a lot of time to set up some of the photo shoots, you know, like even for people that, you know, like aren't, you know, like, you know, professional photographers, you know, like at, at their home, but then they, you know, like they want to make everything look nice and stuff like that. That's, that stuff takes a lot of time and they spend so much time doing that. And it's just, it just makes me feel good to, to see other people getting such a, a rewarding experience out of something that we, you know, put love into. It's uh, yeah. very, very rewarding. Uh I, I, I do, I feel the same way. I thank, I really tell people that every mention, every like, po like tag post, I look at every single one yeah. and I appreciate, I really, really do appreciate every single one. Even if sometimes it's just a really nice image that somebody thought that I would like. Yeah. They just tagged me in it, like a nice, like pagoda in Japan or something like that. Yeah. And they just tag me. And that's it. Like, I appreciate that. Like, that's a really nice part of my day to receive something like that. Yeah, no, it, it is. It, 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 it really is. And, you know, we've, we've become really good friends with a lot of, um, uh, a lot of our tea, you know, customers. I mean, I chat with them behind the scenes all the time. And so it's, um, it's really nice to uh, just, yeah, just, just to be able to see how, how, you know, the impact that, uh, you know, like our products actually you know, make into people. And I don't think, I think, I think without a platform like Instagram, I don't think, I don't, I don't really see anything filling that, 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 that niche. Um, I'm mildly annoyed that it's, you know, owned and operated by, you know, like Facebook at this point in time, because trying to operate uh, an actual business inside of like the uh, Facebook sphere of influence. Is oh, they are an incredibly dude. difficult 
adventure. A stick in the, your spokes of your bike every day. As soon as you start, as soon as I would start to get a hang of the new yep. algorithm change, yep. they'd switch it. Well, as, as soon as I'd figure out the right time, the right frequency to post things, yeah. switch it. As soon as I'd figure it out. So that's that's like one level of it for us. Like the other level of it is just um just like trying to get support for business operations like when something doesn't work you know so i mean so you know it was everything was fine when like you know like shopify was connected to instagram and they start brought out product tagging i'm like oh my gosh it's such a cool thing like i could tag a product somebody's curious about it they don't have to ask for like a link they can click on it and they can go to the store and they can they can see it right away and then you know like facebook comes in and then they buy it and then they're like well now it has to go through like facebook business things and you're like okay i don't understand any of that but hey as long as it still works but then like their business, their business data. What a yeah. lot of people don't realize, their business data mining everything about you. Oh yeah. So that they can apply that to the <clears throat> things they're doing and oh, make, sure. get get them the sales that you're getting. Yeah, absolutely. Like that is, I get, I that, get that. But like, even just like they, um, our products are constantly getting flagged by Facebook. Like they're like, you can't sell medical devices. I'm like. QRT is not a medical device. Like I have to like file like things with them all the time. They're like, you're not allowed to sell tobacco. I'm like, this is not tobacco. It's not tobacco. I've told you guys 10,000 times. I don't sell tobacco. I sell tea. And then like, it'll always be like, just as I'm about to like, you know, like tag some new product or something like Instagram pops up. Oh, you know, like it's no longer available product tagging. You need to follow the rules. Then it takes a week to get them to reverse it. It happens all the time. It's so frustrating. Do you think it's the image that gets? I have no idea. They, they won't give you any any reference on, on on anything i'm like i'm like you know like i'll talk to them do i need to change my images like what's in there and they're like well it's the algorithm the algorithm's adjusting and i'm like it's just so dumb it's so dumb it's so frustrating i can't stand it yeah and it's you know like, i don't expect people to just like refresh my page every single day like i get that people rely on instagram whether it's good or not for news on when new stuff comes out so yeah. it's it's ultra frustrating when it, when they're per, like, it, it's frustrating when you know that they're purposely making it hard for situ for just honest business transactions yeah. like this. It's, here's another it's one. Like, that's, here's another thing that's really, really interesting about it. So um, the product tagging slash business integration side of things is only, uh, only offered for uh, select select countries where they've allowed they've had the ability to, uh, you know, like legally put something to together, right? And so mm -hmm. they define your country of operation on where your phone is geolocated, right? So even though we're a U.S. business, you know, like with you know like a U.S. website and a U.S. based store and U.S. taxes and all that stuff, the minute I take my phone to China they stop me being able to allow to do any of the business integration stuff. Cause they're like, Hey, we don't support Chinese businesses. It's just like, I'm, I'm not a Chinese business. And then like, it's so, it's so frustrating. And then they'll just, they'll wow. completely like cut off like half of my like Instagram options. As soon as I like go to, go to China and stuff. It's just like, it's really annoying. I've heard, I've heard a lot of people complaining very, very recently about uh, mass amount of posts just disappearing not even having a, a getting like an email saying like you like no like this was flagged for this reason or people just you know wake up in the morning they'll pop open their instagram and see you know 
how many likes they got overnight and the post is gone. We haven't, I haven't had any, I haven't had any posts deleted in a while. We had at one point in time, like, I don't know, it was actually, we actually found out it was some other competitive competitors tea company was trying to um, create like some like negative social justice campaign against us or something like that. And so beautiful, they had a, a, an army of like Instagram alts and um, were flagging like a bunch of like random stuff to get things, you know, like pulled and stuff like that. I was eventually able to figure out like who it was and, you know, call the owner of the company and talk about it. Um, but um, I haven't had anything, I haven't had anything disappeared or, or deleted. So I haven't, I haven't seen that. And we really like, I try to be like, I mean, we, we kind of talked about, you know, like politics a little bit before, like the, uh, the, the podcast started and whatnot. Um, I, I fully believe that like tea is for everybody and people yeah. should, you, if you sit down with tea, you can absolutely find common ground, even between people that, you know, like you're supposed to hate because they're not in the same category as you. Um, I don't ever want to market my teas in such a way that I can't sell tea to everybody because I really feel tea is for everybody. And so I try to make yep. our posts as absolutely 100% neutral as possible. And we also have to be a little bit careful of, of, of some things um, considering, you know, like Lamu's um, family is still in China. There's a lot of things that we really can't discuss because there could be actual like ramifications on her relatives there and stuff. And so we, yeah. we just, we just don't talk about, we just don't talk about anything. And honestly, I wish more businesses did that. Um, I understand why businesses um, want to get politically involved, but I, um, I don't know, especially for tea. I just, I really feel that tea should, everybody should be able to, to have tea. So my, I have this, I feel exactly the same. Like I, if someone is willing to come to a table and sit down across from me and sip tea together, no matter, there isn't a person in my past, and I've wronged a lot of people, pissed a lot of people off. There's nobody that I wouldn't, if they were like, "Hey, man, I want to talk about stuff. Could could we sit down and it, you 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 know you're into tea, brew some tea." Yeah. Uh, I I it, to to anyone, and I challenge that. I'll sit down with yeah. you. I think and I'd... I'll hear you out, and I promise, especially if we're sitting over tea, I, I'm gonna listen. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm. I. I'd. I'd like to. Uh, I'd like to say that I. I consider myself that in the in the same category. I'm sure I could find some examples in my head of somebody. Oh. That I, I probably. I probably. It would be probably really hard. But I, I would actually. I would actually make a specific effort to be. Uh, to, to actually do that myself. Yeah, I would. I. I'm. I'm not a person that like if if like let's say you've had like a falling out with a friend. Like, for me, like resolving that would just be becoming to an agreeance that stuff's okay. Like so many people think that then you have to like be best friends with that person. Yeah, it's like, no. no, sometimes just that acknowledgement is really, really and important. I think, I think I'm pretty good about, uh, or at least, at least, at least I try to work to find, um, common ground. You know, I, I, um, like to try and find commonalities as opposed to, uh, as, as opposed to differences. And I think sitting down and meeting over a, a tea table and having a session is a really good, really good way to a uh, really good way to do that. So, well, like it was, so I, I knew that I needed to have you on the podcast because I, from the very first time, and I've heard, I mean, I've probably as long as I've been into Gong Fu, I've, I've heard about you and there has, I'm telling you, I have personally never heard a ill word about your business about your teas, about you. Uh, I mean, I have heard 
and seen from just, you know, following you and just seeing what you're up to and over the past couple of years, like I just, uh, I couldn't, it couldn't warm my heart more to just, you know, see another person that just has the same, just very basic, uh, desires. Well, I appreciate, appreciate you saying that. Thank you. That, um, that, that means a lot. Cause I actually do try, you know, hard to be that person and, you know, yeah, it is, it is, it is, it is hard sometimes, you know, it's a, uh, it's easy, you know, it's, it's easy in the online world to like, just, you know, like throw up some like snarky response or, you know, like just, you know, it, it's tempting, dude. Yeah. yeah I hear Sometimes. you. Sometimes. And I think, um, um, I mean, if I had started this business when I was 20, <laughs> it would probably be oh. an entire business than if I yeah. started it when I was, uh, you know, it's, it's actually a really good thing that, um, the internet really didn't archive stuff in the nineties because I did, I did stupid stuff and, you know, you just, you just learn. But, um, I think, you know, like starting this business and in my, you know, like late thirties and starting it, you know, like, you know, like with my wife, as we were, as we were getting, you know, as, as we were starting our, our life together, I think I had a, a very different, um, I think I had a very different, different, different approach to it than if I was, um, starting it in my twenties, nothing against people starting business in their twenties, but I would have been very, very different. <laughs> I didn't mature until I was, uh, like 27, 28. Like I, I just, me too. I, I matured very, very, very late. <laughs> and I was just a wild, I was just wild. I had <laughs> misplaced energy and, you know, uh, didn't have the easiest home life. So I never wanted to be home. Like it, 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 it but it, it with, I'm a firm, firm believer. And I've been talking about this a lot lately that all that stuff, if it doesn't happen, you really don't get to where you are now. Sure. And I'm very, very happy with where I am now. And that's not perfect, but, and if I'm happy where I am now, which I am, then that stuff was an essential part of it. As long as you learned something I, from I, that experience. I re I realized that about half, about halfway through my twenties, I was like, you know what? Like I, I just, I just had like the, the strongest feeling that I wasn't supposed to be in that, that place. And like, I knew it was, I mean, I mean, not just like a physical place, but just everything. And I knew, I knew at that point in time that like, I, I, I had the idea that like someday I'm going to find where my place is going to be. And I need to prepare myself to have the skills that I want to have when I get to that place. And I think I'm actually at that place now. And a lot of the stuff that, um, a lot, I think a lot of the, the, the success that we, that we have when we're in China and, um, other places is because of the skills that I spent like my thirties, like developing, yep. like, like I know how to work on, I know how to work on engines, you know, like I can do you know, like metal and welding fabrication. And like, I can't tell you how many times I've been stuck on the side of the road in like some remote random location in the middle of literally the middle of nowhere in China. And I've been able to get the car working again by like opening up the hood and yep taking out a hammer and hitting things until it works more or less. Um, but I, if I had, you know, been in my twenties, I just would have looked at me like, I don't know, like, um, does, does triple a like work in China, you know, something like that. But, um, um, yeah, I don't know. Just a interesting, interesting thing, but. Well, uh, <clears throat> we have, we, we've come to the end of the road, but, uh, do you have anything exciting going on? I mean, I'm sure there's lots of exciting stuff to come in the next year for you, but um, anything specifically that you want to mention? Uh, just like to say like anybody buying teas from China, just be patient, you know, like they'll, they, they will get there. They will get there eventually. It, it will take two to three months, but, um, 
like this last year, we've maybe only lost like a handful of packages and they were all on the destination countryside. Like, and we just shipped out another one. Like your, yeah. your, tea, your teas will arrive. Just, uh, hey, the, the, the trick is just to buy something every month and then you get teas every month. <laughs> <laughs> Make your own subscription. <laughs> like, and we actually get some customers that buy it and then completely forget that they bought it and then message us. It's like, where did I get this tea from? Like, man, you bought it. I'm like, oh, okay. I guess I... <laughs> So um, yeah, just be just be patient. Your 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 tea your tea provider uh, has no control over shipping or logistics. So well, and if they didn't didn't know before that your teas do come from China, hopefully after listening to this, now at least yeah, they'll have a better. We idea. also have a Seattle inventory, which is nice, but it's 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 really limited. But yeah, packages get shipped out and delivered very fairly quickly from Seattle. So well, th- thank you a ton. Hopefully, we can we'll be able to sit down and and have tea again. This was um, nice, man. This was really, this is really nice. Thanks for inviting me I, on. <clears throat> from everything I had known about you and the little conversations that just we've had here and there over the years, uh, I just, I was, I knew that we were two people that were very similar. And so it'd be really nice to just sort of sit down and have a like formal conversation with you and, you know, yeah, this worked out great, man. be viewable for others. Yeah. So awesome. I'll do a last uh, cheers to you. Cool. Yeah. And, man. Uh, cheers good to luck you. in 2022. Yeah, yeah, we're good. Good luck. I'll I'll drink to that.